Beyond the Mic with Sean Dillon. We're joined on the star line by Josh Delacruz. He's been on Broadway, appeared on CBS's Bull, and now is the Nickelodeon new host of Blues Clues and You. Welcome, Josh. Thank you so much for having me, Sean. Let's go beyond the mic. Raised in New Jersey, how did your love of acting begin? Uh, you know, uh, my love of acting began like anybody else's. Uh, my older sister told me that I was auditioning for the high school musical. And, <laughs> and you know, I never thought about becoming an actor, even when I... You, I did the high school musical. She was like, you're coming in as a freshman. You need to learn. You need to meet people. This is the best way to do it. So I did it, and I had a great time. And it wasn't until I got a scholarship because of that high school musical to go to a, a regional theater um, in New Jersey, Paper Mill Playhouse, and learn and do their summer program where I would do musical theater training for eight hours a day, Monday through Friday. And from there... I changed my my mind and, and wanted to become an actor. And luckily, my parents were, however hesitant they were, were so supportive. And um, went to college, uh, graduated from college, uh, worked a bunch of regional jobs before finally making my Broadway debut in Aladdin. And, you know, I was with the show for about five years, and then Blue's Clues happened. And I'm, I'm just... I, I, I can't believe it. So you have to remember that first high school play, and what role did you play? Oh, yeah. I was in the ensemble, and it was a show called Blood Brothers. Not many people know about it. It's a, it's, it's a pretty gruesome, gruesome, dark show. <laughs> <laughs> Who was your first high school drama teacher, and how did they influence you? Oh, my gosh. You know, I had uh, amazing teachers in my life, and I'm so fortunate to have that, where they helped let me take the responsibility to play and to make mistakes and learn from the mistakes. Um, Mrs. Schwartz is uh, my choir teacher in high school, and, you know, she was so supportive in the high school musical. She was our music director, and at the time, before he was a Tony-nominated actor, uh, Rob McClure uh, was our director, and he took, us th- he took me through those four years in high school um, and taught us what it what it meant to do theater and to perform it and what it was. It was like a family. And that's why I love theater so much. It was a family and it was a, it was a means for communication. And um, had it not been for him, I would have never gotten a scholarship to go study at Paper Mill Playhouse. And I would have never gone to Montclair State University to study musical theater from there. And, you know, it, the, the chips would have never fallen uh, the way that they did. Uh, so I'm so thankful for it. You watched the original series with your younger sister. Yeah. Your older sister pushed you to be a musical theater. How did your family influence your love of the arts? Pushed you to be a musical theater. How does family influence your love of the arts? My sisters were the artistic people in my family. They, I, I, I like to draw. Um, but I never really danced. Uh, it was my older sister and my younger sister that were the dancers. And because of them, they got me to dance. And, you know, they were my, uh, I really looked up to them uh, in, uh, for performing. And family is huge. I come from a Filipino family that uh, we, when we came to the States, we were all that we had and we supported each other and we were such a strong family unit. And, you know, the older I get, the more I talk to people uh, that aren't Filipino, that, that, you know, come from every corner of the world here. And family is such a huge part. You know, I, I, I'm fortunate enough to have a really strong family unit. And I've talked to people that 
don't have a strong family unit, but have made it. And I can't imagine having, uh, being where I am, having done it on my own. It's so difficult. And uh, I'm, I'm just so grateful to be a part of that. And, and now, working on Blue's Clues, I'm, I live in New York. My wife and I live in New York, but she's an actor as well, and she's in Jersey Boys Off-Broadway. So I'm in Toronto uh, six to seven months out of the year going back and forth. Uh, and I am so fortunate to have a family unit up there of, of crew and uh, that I get to work with every single day on this show. So there's a lot of love that goes into Blue's Clues and You that translates onto screen, and I can't wait for, for people to see it. Growing up, did you ever feel like you were going to be in the same shoes as Steve? <laughs> Absolutely not. I, I mean, I, I used to watch the show with my little sister. Um, and if you told me then that I would one day become the next host of Blue's Clues, I, I, I would have laughed in your face. You know, uh, I was a pretty shy kid growing up. I didn't know that I liked to sing, really, until... Uh, I was watching the show with my little sister. I would play the games along in my head. She would play them out loud. But when the mail song came on, everybody stopped what they were doing and we'd sing it, you know. And because of the mail song, I thought that Steve was doing an impression of an opera singer when he when he went, mail time! And so... I started doing it like that, and I, I fell in love with, with musical theater in that way, and fell in love with singing. So had it not been for Steve, I would have never become an actor. And when I finally got the chance to tell him, I, uh, he was like, wow, I'm so flattered, you know. Um, but I was doing an impression of Grover from Sesame Street, not an opera singer. And I thought to myself, wow, my life would have been so different had I known that. <laughs> As an actor, as you're taping the shows, how challenging is it to be looking at a white dot instead of a blue dog? Oh, it's, it's, it's incredibly challenging, especially at first. And, and there are some sequences that are more difficult than others. But you kind of fall into a groove. And like I was saying about my onset family, you know, everybody is so good and is there for the singular purpose of making sure that the kid is better off than when we first met them before watching our show that uh, we're, uh, we have a lot of patience and they're just so good and come prepared that they give me all of the eye lines, they give me all of the timing. What people don't see when they see our show is, yes, I'm in front of a green screen, but uh, behind me and in front of me, because I'm facing them, is an army of people working together to make sure that everything about this show is right. It's from our creators, Angela Santamero and Tracy Page Johnson, um, all the way through their production team, is their singular focus is to help this kid at home. So uh, everything from the script, every animation, every color, every game, every layer is uh, backed by childhood development research that uh, is instrumental in making our show a success. So it's, it's, you know, we have an entire army working on it. Steve was a ham. Joe was caring. How are you going to classify your uh, style of playing the role? Um, I would like to classify myself as a caring ham. (laughs) (laughs) In the season premiere, both Steve and Joe return. Describe the pressure of filming that one scene. Um, You know, it's it's so funny because Steve is wearing uh, his signature colors green. Uh, He can't be on the same screen that I am. yeah, so they had to film both he and Joe separately, and it was really cool because they split up the soundstage into blue screen and green screen. And um, so I filmed my stuff first, 
then I was able to watch them work. And, you know, it was intimidating. When I first found out about the job, I was excited, but then I immediately felt this imposter syndrome of like, oh, they're going to find me out. I am not the person that they're looking for. And I remember our first work session, before we ever started anything, Steve pulled me aside and was like, hey, I don't know if anybody told you, but I just want to let you know, we hired you because we love you. We love everything that you're doing and everything that you bring. So don't ever feel like you have to do anything the way that Steve, uh, that I or Joe did in the previous, in, in, in any incarnation of this show. Like, just keep doing you. And it was that kind of permission that, that empowered me to be like, okay, cool, I belong here. And then fast forward to filming uh, uh, that first episode, and I got to watch them work and work together. And they were so relaxed and playful that it was just a great reminder of like, yeah, play, relax. It's okay to make mistakes. Um, You know, everything, be silly, make mistakes, but you're always learning, which is kind of, which is the root of our show, um, giving kids the permission to do that. Time's running out, so it's time for the Fast Fire Rocking 8. First thing that comes to your mind, no pressure. Okay. What current belt do you have in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu? Oh, I'm a perpetual white belt, four-stripe white belt. (laughs) Favorite Broadway show? Uh, West Side Story. Favorite Aladdin genie on movie or Broadway? Oh, that's a, I can't say that. My, fir, my very first genie, uh, James Monroe Eigelhart. Uh, ritual you perform before you go on stage? Um, I, uh, I meditate. Favorite photo you took of was where and, what, and of what? Um, any photo with uh, my wife and my dog. <laughs> Pickup line you used on your wife, Amanda? Um, uh uh, uh, yes. <laughs> Favorite after show food spot and what do you get? Oh, after show food spot. If I'm being really bad, uh, pizza, always pizza. And what's one thing that nobody knows about you? One thing that nobody knows about me is, um, that, oh gosh, what is one thing that nobody knows about me? It would be the Brazilian jiu-jitsu thing. Uh, I, I've been studying Brazilian jiu-jitsu for a long time, uh, but I have to take breaks because I'm not allowed to do them legally when I'm working. So I have to take large chunks of time off whenever uh, between filming or acting and, and jiu-jitsu. But th- that would be it. I, I love Brazilian jiu-jitsu. <laughs> Before he goes on stage, he meditates, loves pizza after the show, and has a white belt in Brazilian jiu-jitsu. It is Josh Dela Cruz, the brand new host of Nickelodeon's Blues, Clues, and You. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you so much for having me. And that, my friends, is Beyond the Mic.